Good Monday morning. I hope your October is proceeding as it should and that you are healthy and happy. Here's a subject we might need to revisit from time to time. And as we were once again approaching a time of election and things began to heat up on social media, maybe it's time to have a look at something which is there and something which is not. One of my favorite aspects of Sherlock Holmes stories is that he correctly not only notices what is there, but notices what is not. And in one particularly famous and powerful story, the whole case is solved by a dog that did not bark. Whenever you look at uh, Japanese painting, I'm told by people who understand these things, the space between what is painted is absolutely as important as what is painted. And that's why there's a lot of space in a Japanese painting that is white or cream colored. And then there are little things off to the side perhaps, and that space has a meaning. Well, maybe I'm going at this too far, but uh, you can go over my social media for the last 10, 12, 15 years. In fact, I got into Facebook <clears throat> merely because a young man who was at my church started uh, referring to me on Facebook. All I had ever done at Facebook was to get my name blocked away because I had found others, people were uh, using my name. And that happens from time to time. They'll, they'll present as if they're me on Twitter or Facebook. And I've had my account uh, wrestled away from me, I think three or four times. Facebook always was helpful in getting it back. And there were five or six false Patricks on Twitter uh, that Twitter finally shut down as well. So these things happen. If you're in the public and you say things that some people don't like, they'll, they'll go for you. But you look over the stuff that's legitimately mine. And then I want you to go look at yours and see what isn't there. Every so often, very rarely, I will make a comment about a situation that can be deemed political. But very rare. And I never make it on your page, Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, whatever you're using, Twitter, and I don't correct you. If I do correct anybody, it is done privately. So um, let's say that you put up a meme that has a doctored photo in it or has a fact that isn't a fact and has been debunked thoroughly. I will send you a private message, but I won't put anything on your wall. I won't correct you publicly. I won't try to shame you. And if I do send you that correction and you never make a change, I will never reach out because you had the opportunity. You saw it. You chose to do something else, which is your right as a human being. Now, why would I not? Since I'm a, a public figure and a leader in a church and a church which is now spread worldwide, why would I not use this bully pulpit, as uh, Theodore Roosevelt called his presidency, to, uh, to push for this or that politically? And the answer is because I care about the reputation of God. Sadly, Christians don't have a good reputation. And that means that God often it does not have a good reputation with those outside of Christianity. We could say the same about Islam, that the terrorists have made Islam have a bad reputation 
even among those that know nothing about it. They've never done any study or looked at it or have any friends that are Muslim. All they know is what they see and hear in the public arena makes them go, they want nothing to do with this. And we could do this with a bunch of other religions and we can absolutely do it with politicians as well. Social media is not terribly social. And after a while you whitter away, whether, whether you, um, you mean to or not, you, you're cutting away bits and pieces of different people to where eventually you, you have an echo chamber where it's only your people that are really going to come read your stuff or others will come just for the entertainment of attacking you. Yeah, sure. All right. But for most of us, our friends are the ones that we engage with. And then every so often we're in an election, in an election cycle, which really for the last 20 years has never stopped. Uh, that, that began around the time that the, the Clintons first came to the White House, and I'm not making a political statement. Both sides realized that they, they were going to lose if they had a political cycle and then a governing cycle. And so both sides began a political cycle, a running for re-election, getting a power cycle that never ends. And that's really where we're stuck. Those little chirons that go across the bottom of a news page that began at 9-11 and they noticed that it kept people's eyes on there. And so they're still there. And the breaking news that started around then. And also, weirdly enough, a little before then with the O.J. Simpson uh, infamous white Bronco chase, they found that they could get eyes on and that meant more revenue through advertisers and more power, and therefore they kept them going. So everything has to be a crisis. We don't need to engage with that. We don't need to be a part of that. In the Bible, a lot of people will bring up that they don't want to do such and such or go to a certain place or react in a certain way because it would bring disrepute upon our God. We as Christians need to be very careful about the reputation we are giving God when we speak for him so strongly in political things. And some people will say, this isn't political, it's a matter of justice, or it's a matter of what they're doing to our children, or it's a matter of sexuality, it's they're, they're attacking the family. They're... None of your posts have moved the needle a bit. All it's done is further, further alienate you and create more of that echo chamber because those who give up on you generally give up on you quietly. Some will slam the door on the way out. After a while, you start thinking that you're the mainstream here, left, right, or center. Or if you're libertarian, bouncing around all three of those. Why are you making a, a correction to somebody on their page? By the way, if you want to use your page as a political page and put things out there, that's not exactly what I'm talking about, even though I would say that may not have much of an effect. Uh, I'm talking about correcting others, jumping on others, saying, no, I don't think so. No, no, I've got this figure over here. We've all seen it, and it's not just political. It's been done with any fact you want to name. I've seen pictures of this amazing storm went through Kansas. No, that was six years ago in Pakistan. You know, you can send that privately, but all they're really saying is, wow, look at this picture. 
You don't need to correct that. You know where I get that idea is directly from scripture. Jesus did not try to correct everything wrong the Samaritan woman said. In Romans chapter 14, verse 1 through chapter 15, verse 7, Paul goes on a long rant of don't fight people over disputable matters. Whatever you think about these things, keep them to yourselves. He also later will say it should be your ambition to live a quiet life. There are times where people uh, will, will come to me, you know, they'll, they'll attack me on Facebook or and they don't call it an attack. They'll just say, I'm just publicly making sure you're, that you're, and they'll say, well, what are your creeds? Well, you know, I've been online or I've been in public for 40 years. And I've changed an awful lot of my positions during those 40 years. And I expect that I will change more. I would certainly hope so. I would hope that I keep learning. And when you learn, you change. Uh, and it could be that I learned that I'm really good on this position. But history would tell me that the more I learn, the more I'm going to need to shift position because the more facts, the more corrections one must make in their own life, in their life. But when Jesus said, let he who is without sin cast the first stone, I think we should be paying attention. When Paul says, keep these things to yourself, I think we should pay attention. When Jesus looks at his apostles, and you know there had to be this kind of, oh boy, after the resurrection, when they say, is it now that we ride into Jerusalem? They just still didn't get it, that this wasn't an earthly kingdom. He didn't look at them and say, you idiots. I just went through the crucifixion and resurrection, and you still don't get it? Three and a half years of intense study, and he didn't do that. He just said, you know, it's not, not up to you to worry about times and seasons and things. He didn't feel he needed to correct everybody because he wasn't trying to win an argument. He was just trying to, to win us. There's no need for us to spend our time being upset and correcting others. And again, I would even go further and say, I think your life would be a lot simpler and more pleasant, and you'd have more friends that you could influence towards your viewpoint gently by your life if you didn't try to influence them on social media. Go ahead and take a picture of your sandwich. Take a selfie beside the tree, or you can photobomb somebody's selfie. Uh, you can do all that sort of thing. And you can tell people, I'm going here. We're doing this. Our church is doing this. I'm always on social media with these posts. I'm three formal posts every, every week. And then we also, I also do, you know, there's some music, but there's some, some fun bits and every now and then some serious things. But have you ever noticed I've never jumped on your page and gone after you? There's a reason for that. You don't want to do that. It, isn't, it just doesn't give us or our God a good reputation. And I know some will say, but, but we really have to fight for this because this is about the um, you know, drag shows for, for third graders. And, and, and this is all about abortion. Or this is about uh, racial injustice. And this is all, all those things, left and right, all those things are real. All of them. But you're not moving the needle by ranting online. If you feel like you have to, okay. But on your pages, never on others. Let them have their, their page. Don't try to hijack it. Every so often, um, 
not nearly as often as we expected on a Sunday morning or on a Monday morning message or on a, a midweek Bible class, somebody will write like a book length comment and usually no punctuation and no, and it could be that that's just the program they're using. It could be that they're extremely efficient in the use of language and it just crunches it when the, the comment is posted. It doesn't matter. What's happening is, no, 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 no. You go get your people and you get a YouTube channel and you say those things but you don't get to come on mine and post five, six, seven rejoinders and comments and here's a my scripture. No, you don't get to do that. And I've had people say, well, why wouldn't you do that? Because I don't want to. And because you have the opportunity to teach people, but it took me 40 years to build a community. Uh, the people that are my friends on Facebook really are my friends. I really know those thousands of people and I love them, they're part of my life. I don't want them to have to be subject to a drive-by person who doesn't have much of a following perhaps, but they really want to let my following people know things. And, no. So I'll block, I'll mute, and I'll send a gentle reply saying, you know, if you wanna know what I think and believe, there's the channel, you can find it. It's not done in a corner. And yet, some people think this is what God wants. God said, go into all the world and teach the gospel. He didn't say, go into all the world and make sure they know where you stand on these 582 things. Your life would be a lot more peaceful, more joyful. Oh, and any out there right now who are thinking, well, who would Jesus block? Have you read the book of Revelation? It's an interesting book. Have a great week. And um, be at peace in your heart and online. God's got this.